Hello, everyone, and welcome to another great episode of the Love Fruit Podcast. And today we have another special guest, and that is Ashley Chong. And Ashley is well known from Instagram, where she has over 50,000 followers. Actually, I think it's closer to 55,000. And um, her her name on Instagram is Raw and Radiant. Is that right, Ashley? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, raw, raw and radiant. Raw and radiant. R A W. Yep. A and D. Yep. So Ashley, about eight Go years. Ahead. Yeah, about eight years ago, Ashley started uh, to research uh, health and nutrition and was looking to lose weight. And instead of going along with a lot of the things that the doctors were telling her, she decided to do a raw vegan diet. And uh, from there, she was able to lose. Uh, have a, a really great success with weight loss and she's been inspired in others. She's been on Fox Over, uh, featured on People Magazine, Fox Over Knives, uh, Mercy for Animals, different, I guess these are films and different things like that. And obviously it's been inspiring a lot of people on, on Instagram. So Ashley, is there anything else you want to share with us about your, about your story? Um, that pretty much sums it up. Um, in 2012, I was looking to, you know, get my body healthier and I was, you know, looking to lose weight for my sister's, you know, wedding. And, you know, I was not really awake at the time. So my first um, plan was to, you know, kind of go to the doctor, see what they were saying, you know, and go the traditional route. And um, they were trying to put me on medication and give me shots and suggesting surgery and things like that. And, it just didn't really sit right with my soul and with my spirit. So I kind of did some work on my own, started educating myself. Um, I did that for about two, three weeks. And I came across veganism, which I knew about, you know, plant-based diets and all those things. But I kind of really studied it, you know, for mm -hmm. those few weeks. And then I said, um, on March 31st, 2012, I said, that this is it. And April 1st, I'm going to go raw for 30 days and I'm going to see how it goes. And um, by day 27, I said I would never eat cooked again because just how good I felt. So that just kind of sums up my story a bit. That's amazing. Yeah. So let me ask you, were you brought up on a conventional diet or how did your upbringing look like? Well, my dad is a Chinese Jamaican and my mom is an African-American from the United States. So combined, it was definitely a very uh, conventional type of diet. I'd never, um, I wouldn't say I ate a lot of fast food. I didn't eat tons of fast food, but it was lots of meat, lots of dairy, especially I have, uh, I had an all- Chinese grandmother and she would make lots of pork and you know traditional foods like that so I just kind of grew up on a lot of traditional like fatty animal foods I would say so um, there wasn't really an emphasis on fresh fruit if we did have fresh fruit it was um, always after our meals because my grandmother did always have like lots of oranges and things around but it was never really the focus of the diet at all sure and uh what was your experience of were you overweight as a child as well or was it just when you became an adult or what kind of happened um well I would say looking back I was um overweight um as a child but it wasn't it wasn't didn't really get bad yeah. until I kind of got into adulthood after I left uh high school I was a soccer player my entire life and I still play so, or football to you guys, but um, oh, wow. I was a, um, a soccer football um, player 
mm-hmm. through growing up. You know what I mean? And when I stopped and continued to eat the way I did, I just kind of, you know, blew up and got really unhealthy and really sick. So the big weight gain came, you know, after right, I left right. high school. And did you suffer any other health consequences as a, as a result of putting on the weight in the diet you were on? Absolutely. Yeah. So when I went to the doctor the first time when I wanted to lose weight and they were taking my blood work and they were checking me out, they told me that I was pre-diabetic and, you know, that was a big, um, wake up call for me as well. And that was probably a big part of the reason why I didn't go that route with them and, you know, take things to cover it up. You know, I just started, you know, educating myself and, you know, how do I fix this pre-diabetic state? My body is obviously not happy. (laughs) Wow, what, so what age was that? You were pre, pre-diabetic? I was 21. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's really yeah. young. Yeah. So you, you decided to kind of research it yourself. Did you have a background with science or research or what, what was your kind of educational yeah. background? Or? Yeah, I was um, actually in school for... Um, I was actually in school to be a physician assistant. And um, my mom is a nurse and I was, you know, kind of like in that medical you know, background field, like going to school, doing those things. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. And what, what were the first things you came across or, or where, where did you go first to try and find information when you, when you decided to research weight loss? Um, I really honestly just, you know, I, I went to Google and I started reading tons of articles mm-hmm. and which kind of sparked my interest. And so once my interest was sparked, I just dove in, I ordered books, I went to the library, anything I could get my hands on that, um, that educated me on a plant-based diet, I read it. And I read hundreds and hundreds of books from different authors I've um, even I went on Instagram. Instagram was very new then, but yeah. there were still a lot of people, tons of people eating, um, living the lifestyle. So I followed them and that helped tremendously. And just seeing how they were doing that helped tremendously along with educating myself through those books and through um you know, those articles and just reading and seeing people's journeys. And I was like, well, I can experiment on myself. You know what I mean? So, and that's when I just did it. Yeah. And did you, um, were you resistant at first to the idea of changing to a vegan type of a diet or was that Uh, something you embraced pretty quickly? Well, I can kind of go back a few years. Okay. So I was 21 at the time. Um, all of this happened. But when I was in high school, I had a teacher and she would always tell the class how she was vegan. Mm-hmm. And at that time I was like 16 years old. And I would always say to myself, oh my God, that's crazy. I would never do that. Like, you know, vegetarian is one thing, but completely vegan is, you know, completely crazy. Like I'm not going to do that. So that was age 16. And, you know, that was just in the back of my head. So Fast forward to age 21, when I started, you know, researching and reading and educating myself on a plant-based diet, um, I actually embraced it because for some reason at that point in my life, it made so much sense. You know what I mean? And I was like, this makes sense. I don't know if I just got smarter. My brain grew. I was 21. uh, (laughs) But I was like, this doesn't make sense to... um, clog my body with animal protein three times a day and to have um, drink dairy and eat cheese that's causing inflammation and that's causing my body to get sicker and sicker and it just really made sense so I to answer your question I definitely embraced the idea for sure at that point and I was very excited to do it (laughs) and and 
what um, what were the first things that you noticed when you start, or what were the first changes you made, and what were the like what what was the progress there, and and what were the changes that you noticed in your in your body? Um, first, if I, you know, just trying to remember, just releasing a lot of water and a lot of waste. Um, how I did it as I started, you know, eating tons of fruit. I was just trying to have, you know, I had all raw, you know what I mean. So my body was taking in some um, nutrition, I would say some nutrients, but it was more about releasing a lot for me in the beginning. You know what I mean? Like I lost a lot of water weight. I could feel the bloat going down and I just felt good. And those, that first year was a lot, you know, a lot of just releasing toxins. And then after that, after, you know, a year, a year and a half in, I, you know, you start to feel a lot of nutrition because your body can assimilate so much more when it's, you know, when it's clean. So. Mm -hmm. Mm And what was, what was like your initial, I know you said you read a lot of stuff and came across a lot of information, but was there any specific, uh, you know, author or hero or influencer that you, that you liked the most or that gave you the most help or most information? Um, I would say like my big mentor, I think, and just kind of following him on Instagram and YouTube would be John Kohler, Growing Your Greens. He's nice. my favorite person. Um mm-hmm. I love to see him grow his own food and then to juice it. And I always kind of looked up to him. He was, he was really great. Um, I came across a few articles of people who did raw for a long time. I don't know their names. It was so long ago, but mm-hmm. they inspired, um, she inspired me a lot. I have no idea what her name is and I wish I did, but I saw her 30 day um, transformation pick. And that was a big, um, yeah. a big kind of like, Oh, I'm definitely going to do this type thing. She inspired me a lot. And did you, but like, I don't know her name. Did you jump into raw pretty much straight away or was it plant-based first and then to raw? Where did it go for you? It was, I went completely raw. I was eating chicken on March 31st and I was a complete raw vegan on April 1st, 2012. And I have been raw ever since. So I oh went straight God. from standard American to raw, like literally overnight. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. And while you were doing that, like what kept on inspiring you to keep going? just how I felt. And just, um, I continued to educate myself and I really learned to listen to my body. And for the first time in my life, I felt, um, very good physically mm. at 21 years old. I shouldn't have an issue running. Like I, like I said, I was a soccer player and I hated to run, you know, I love the sport and, um, <laughs> I love my skill work and, you know, I got good footwork and all, but I hated to run. And, um, once I went raw, it was so much easier. I felt so good. I could breathe. My mental clarity got so amazing. And um, I think the biggest thing was the spiritual transformation for me because I felt so connected to the earth and I felt so connected to the seasons and the food that I was eating. Mm. And I just had like a whole mental and spiritual transformation as well. A lot of people see the physical, but that um, mental transformation made me keep going because I felt like I was, it, it seems weird when I say this to people, but I felt like I was just like downloading tons of information. Like my brain yeah. was just like, this is right. You know what I mean? And um, I just felt so good and I still do. So that's why I continue to do it. <laughs> were you, were you a spiritual person before that? I'm sorry. Were you, were you a spiritual person before that? I was, um, I actually grew up Catholic and I went to Catholic schools my entire life. So I was really religious, Mm -hmm. Um, but the connection, I guess, 
is a lot different, like spiritually, like to actually feel connected to that spirit who that grew that fruit, you know what I mean? And you're in taking that, like you're in taking the sun, you're in taking all of those vibrations and all those vibrations are connected. You know what I mean? And so when you're eating from the earth, you're feeling that and you're feeling that mother earth vibration. And it's completely different than just like going to church. <laughs> yeah. And, and when you, when you went raw, is there any particular program you were following or did you work it out yourself? How did that go for you? I worked it out myself. I, um, I said, I was just going to eat anything that was raw at the time. I didn't, you know, focus on food combining. I didn't focus on, um, you know, keeping my fats low at that time when I was transitioning or anything like that, I just said, Hey, I'm going to eat raw. I'm going to eat as much as it, as much of it as I need to feel satisfied these first few days. I'll try out a few recipes and, um, uh, that's what I did and it, and it worked, but no, there was no specific mm-hmm. plan at all. What does a typical day look like for you on a raw vegan diet? Uh, a typical day, lots of fruit, lots of hydrating fruit, um, is really like a typical day for me. And that could be, and it's seasonal. So right now here we have lots of citrus. So I'm having lots of citrus Mm -hmm. and I was talking about it on Instagram this morning. I'm doing a lot of coconut water right now because it is winter time and I don't have lots of watermelon and lots of cantaloupe and peaches like I normally would. Um, Like I normally would just year round. This is just like the slow time of year in January, February. But um, so I'm drinking lots of coconut water now. But um, I'll have salads in the evening sometimes, and sometimes I just have full, you know, fruit days, just depending on how I feel. Lately, it's just been lots of fruit one day, and then I'll have like a fruit and a salad day the next day. But um, oh, so let me go through a typical day. I'll go through a typical day. So I'll sure. have like coconut water in the morning, and then I'll have like a big mono meal of fruit, whether that's oranges, um, whether that's watermelon, I'll have that. And that usually keeps me full for a while now. I'm eight years in so my body's adjusted a lot but um that usually keeps me pretty good and then I'll have more fruit if I need to and then um maybe a green juice if I'm feeling you know like I need it and then I'll have a salad so that's kind of like a typical day for me (laughs) with a little fat in a salad yeah it sounds like you keep it quite low fat though Yes, I definitely have progressed to that point after eight years. It's just, your body kind of naturally doesn't feel as well when you're stuffing yourself with nuts and you know, you're stuffing yourself with avocados. Um, early on when you're transitioning, they help keep you satisfied. But yeah, throughout the eight years, I've evolved to be more low fat. Mm, that's, that's, that's great. Um, how did your friends, family, colleagues react when you first started to do this? Um, they were really apprehensive at first. Um, they were just like, what are you doing? What is raw? You need to cook your food. This doesn't really make any sense. Um, and they just kind of, they just didn't know. They weren't really educated on it at that time. So it was just kind of like, um, are you sure you're okay? And my (laughs) husband, well, he was my boyfriend then, my now husband, he, um, he was like, well, you can do that. I'm not going to do that. Um, that's crazy but you know, I support you. And this may, you know, remember I said, I did this in April yeah. by October, he was vegan. <laughs> and oh, then wow. by January he was raw. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And he's, um, he stayed raw for three years with me after that. He kind of, once we had our daughter, he kind of went through a little cooked phase, mm. but he's back to, he's been back to raw, but oh, yeah, nice. he went raw for three years. Yeah. <laughs> 
do you think that's been important for you that he's made that change as well? Um, I really, I think so. I think that it really helps it work and I can make him meals and he, he juices for me and it's just really kind of mutual. And, and I feel like it is important a lot like that. We kind of transition that way. I don't know looking back if it would have been like crazy if he didn't, but it definitely brought us together a lot because like I said, we were just dating at the time and we met in high school. So we were dating since 15 years old, you know, all of that. But, um, when we, um, you know, doing it together, we kind of went through that spiritual transformation that I was talking about. He kind of mm -hmm. went through it too. Yeah. And us kind of doing that together really brought us close. And, you know, that's when we actually decided to get married. We were sitting eating fruit one day and we were oh, just like, wow. you know, yeah. And we were just like, let's get married. So I definitely think that helped bring us, you know, even closer than we were before. That's fantastic. And, and what about, uh, family and friends now are they kind of used to it now or do they still question you about it oh no they're absolutely used to it and almost um all of our family and friends have at least tried plant-based and um all of them 100 percent of them have increased their plant-based intake no one drinks milk anymore that we know of um they still kind of have some animal products in there but they've definitely their health has increased so much more and then at least like you know 20 percent of our family and friends have gone completely vegan so no well, one's raw yet but uh, <laughs> but amazing. they've definitely increased their plant-based why is um, raw foods. why is it raw for you and not just plant-based what's what's important for you about that um because being raw i feel like keeps you as close to nature as possible it keeps you as close to how nature intended the human body to eat. So that's really why raw is important for me. Raw is important because the nutrition stays intact. And when the nutrition stays intact, it can heal your body or allow your body to do what it needs to do better. It keeps mm. your energy levels where it needs to be. And it, the nutrients in the raw food assimilate um, and just, digest a lot better and I feel like you're well and I don't feel like it I know that you're getting so much more than you would if that same product or that same plant was cooked so and do you have you met other people that are raw is, is there a community of people in South Carolina that do or is there the cafe raw vegan restaurants or cafes or anything that you visit there well um that's pretty interesting that you asked me that when I first went raw there was a restaurant called Sprout and it was a completely raw restaurant and um, by the time I, you know, visited the restaurant, they kind of switched to, you know, cooked and raw. And that was the only restaurant that's been in my area ever. And they ended up closing in 2018. So as of now, there's no raw mm -hmm. places near me at all. There's just starting to be vegan places, mm -hmm. not too much, nothing that I would personally really eat at because it's mostly processed vegan foods, but um but it's getting better. Um, to answer your question about me meeting other people, I did meet some people in the beginning that, you know, just through travel and, um, you know, you know, just through social media. But there's really no community here of raw vegans. It's like me and my husband. <laughs> you, met, you mentioned you had connections to Jamaica. Have you ever went to any places like that to experience the different fruits there? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, my family has property in my my dad's home that he kind of grew up in is down there. So at least once a year, I go down there and I visit. And um, um, my grandparents' property down there that I was speaking of, it has soursop trees and a pomegranate oh, tree wow. and an ackee tree and a coconut tree and um, and a, yeah, and the soursop tree I love so much. And it has like a plum tree, a cherry tree, and it, and it is an amazing place. And my dad always tells me stories about how my, you know, how he planted, you know, so-and-so as a kid and um, how my grandmother, you know, planted these and how he would pick mangoes off of this tree. And it just really kind of, you know, makes me feel so good, mm. you know, and knowing that, that, that all that's there for me to have. And no one knew at the time that, you know, his daughter or their granddaughter would be eating the way they do. But when I go yeah. there, I don't have to buy anything if it's in Amazing. season, you know what I mean? because it's literally all outside of my window, but I, I, I love going there and, you know, you know, having, cause there's young boys all around. And if you give them like, you know, a dollar, they'll run up the tree and, you know, pick all the mangoes for you. And um, yeah, I love it there. And I love <sighs> the fruit there is so amazing. And um, it's definitely mm. a lot better than it is here in the States, but I love it. And they do have actually a lot of um, raw and plant-based uh, restaurants down in mm -hmm. Jamaica and it's actually mm -hmm. a lot more than it is here where I'm living now because a lot of um Rastas like they eat ITIL is what they call it in right. Jamaica vegan vegan is ITIL mm -hmm. and um so there's tons of people that kind of resonate with the same type of vibe that I do so it's a it's a lot easier to eat down there because one the fruit two there's living food restaurants everywhere and the living food restaurants are not like full of fat and you're not full of nuts and it's just great fresh food so wow. i love visiting down there yeah <laughs> so you'd, you'd recommend a, a little visit there to people that are absolutely absolutely and if you do if anyone does go to jamaica and they go to kingston try me hungry now it's called me hungry now in kingston it's so good <laughs> they have a uh, fresh press like uh, June plum juices. They'll have uh, just amazing juices that you won't find anywhere because you know you go to a, re a raw restaurant or a juice bar, you find the typical apple kale. Yeah, you know, and like their juices are just completely amazing because they have all the exotic fruit to do it with. So fantastic. <laughs> Let me ask, uh, what would be like? I I think soursop's one of my favorite fruits. Actually, what would be some of your favorites from either Jamaica or anywhere really? Um, I love soursop too. Um, but sweet sop, I love a good jackfruit is, has probably mm. got to be my favorite. <laughs> I love a good jackfruit. If I can just smell that jackfruit and just like dig in, I think that's probably my yeah. favorite. But then like you think about a mango and it's like, oh, you get a good mango and then that's really good. And then it's like a watermelon and that's really good. I just get mm. so excited. But it's really honestly like anything I'm eating at the time that's in season. Yeah. That's oh, so good. It's my favorite. <laughs> Describe aki because a lot of people probably haven't come across aki and it's it's basically a tradition. It's like a native Jamaican fruit, I believe. Yeah. Um, uh, it's very yeah, unusual so, as well. Yeah, it's a savory uh, fruit and it's uh, the Jamaican national dish. But, you know, what's kind of crazy about aki is that there's, it's a myth, but that you can't eat it raw because you'll get really sick or you can die from it. Okay, so the truth about that is if it's not fully ripe, mm. ripened by the sun on the tree, you can get sick. So the way nature intended, like any fruit, you should be eating it when it's ripe. You know what I mean? So yeah. if you're waiting for the sun to open up that ackee, 
it's completely fine to eat raw. I eat it raw all the time. But to go into the flavor and more about it, it's a, it's a fatty fruit and it's savory. A lot of people compare it to maybe like an egg texture or an avocado texture. Um, but you can, um, to, kind of, to kind of describe it more, if you put it in a blender, it would get creamy like a guacamole. Um, but when you eat it, it has, um, some people say a cheesy, a cheesy yeah. flavor. It's just like a savory, not mm -hmm. sweet, not mm -hmm. juicy, but it's really delicious. I like to blend it up and make, and, you know, use it as a dip or put it into some romaine lettuce leaves and eat it like that. Oh, wow. Um, um, or I will just take it out of the pod and I'll just, you know, just eat yeah. it like that straight as is, but it's super good. Um, it could be an acquired taste, but like I said, I grew up on it in the cooked form. So kind of, you know, eating it raw wasn't, you know, too bad. <laughs> amazing, amazing. What would be some of the other sort of practices that you feel are important for your health the, uh, outside of the diet? Sunlight. Um, sunlight's a biggie because that is food in and of itself and mm -hmm. you get nutrition from the sun. So getting a lot of sunlight and fresh air is absolutely important to a healthy lifestyle and um, meditation and being mentally clear. Mm. That's absolutely a part of, you know, a healthy lifestyle and exercise goes hand in hand with the diet because you need it, you know what I mean? And you need to move your body and our bodies, just like I was saying earlier, like, okay, so nature intended our body to eat these foods, these raw foods, and just how nature intended us to do that, nature intended us to move, you know, it stimulates our appetite for those raw foods and it helps our digestion. You know, when we're moving, our body's gonna digest um, better. And when we digest better, we assimilate those nutrients from those raw foods better. So definitely exercise, sunlight, fresh air, meditation, all of those good things that you hear about all the time. <laughs> Fantastic. And did that all come naturally to you after once you started to change your diet? Absolutely. Like I said, I felt so connected. I wanted to go outside. I wanted to walk. I wanted to run. I wanted to meditate. I wanted to try yoga. I wanted to get into more of those spiritual practices. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love raw food so much because that vibration from those foods really jump-started all of that in me. Amazing, amazing. So you were featured in a bunch of things. I think People Magazine uh, and a few films, Fox Over Knives and things like that. Tell, how did that all, that all happen? Okay, so yeah, I was on People Magazine and they had seen my transformation on social media and they saw how I was eating and they sent me an email and they were like, we really love your transformation and we'd like to do an interview with you. And um, I was like, sure. And uh, they flew me out to LA. I did the interview and took pictures. And, you know, I ended up getting featured on the cover for half their size. And it was really just an amazing experience to be able to have my story being told on that uh, national platform. You know what I mean? And people could see that you can be healthy and um, you can and that you should be eating a variety of colors and that you should be eating a lot of fruit. And just to kind of put that seed into people's head was just amazing you know time for me and I felt really proud of that um in regards to forks over knives I wasn't in the actual film but I was featured on their website um a lot of times and they took my story me and my husband's story actually and they um asked us all about it and you know we did an interview there and they featured us there and it was just amazing like mm. I said to be able to share my story and that's why I love doing it 
so much because if one person even sees, you know, this interview and they decide like I did to, hey, let me try it for 30 days and their life changes like mine, then hey, it's worth it, you know? Yeah. And you've got a, a, a really big following on Instagram. How long have you been doing that? And what's what's helped you be successful with that? Well, <clears throat> I talk about this a lot, but I had my Instagram. Um, I started my Instagram really like maybe like six months before I went raw. And um, I used the platform as just like maybe like a journal for me at first. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, mm -hmm. well, I'm eating this. You know, let me take a picture of this. There was really nobody interested at the time. And I just kind of kept you know taking yeah. pictures i never intended for my instagram to be a business like it is now i never intended for my instagram to kind of blow up like it did it was just something that i was doing in my personal life but i guess the more that i shared uh the more people were interested and um the more people kind of you know were inspired and so it kind of just kept growing i guess yeah. and um I just loved it and I, and I love to share. And so people asked questions, started asking questions and mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, I'll just keep sharing and I'll keep sharing. But I think just what made me successful in that way was just really being authentic and not, you know, trying. There's a lot of, I never really, I never really think of the term like influencer, mm -hmm. you know, when I um, think of myself or anything like that because that was never my intention there yeah. are people now who are just like okay well my goal in life is to go be a you know instagram influencer <laughs> you know what i mean and it's like it's just never like that for me it was just kind of it just happened and yeah. um i think just being authentic and you know my content is my lifestyle you know what i mean i'm mm -hmm. not like okay well i need to go do this this and this like most people do if they're you know trying to you know, go on social media. I don't do that. It's just like, okay, well, I had this for breakfast and I gave that to my daughter and it's just kind of, it's just my lifestyle and it's very authentic. Awesome. Awesome. Um, let me ask you, for beginners that are listening to this, what would be your advice for them? Just to really educate yourself, um, follow anyone who eats raw anyone who's like has even if they're not 100 percent even if they're 50 percent raw and they post you know their fruit meals or they post their salads follow them stop following the people who are you know eating the meat stop if you see that on your timeline you know get it away from you the good thing about social media and um all that stuff nowadays you can pretty much design your feed how you want it um there's an algorithm and if you like something, more of it will pop up. So start seeing that all the time. Get inspired by other people. Um, That's what I was thinking recently, actually, that that some people do a vision board. But but in a way, like a lot of people's social media feed is like their vision board. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is one of the things that helped me a lot. Um, just being able to see it all the time and to see that I wasn't the only one who was doing this you know what i mean like there's people mm. that are doing this and not only are they doing this but they're thriving you mm. know what i mean so mm. sometimes if you're a beginner you may have self-doubt because you know us as a species we've gone so far away from our natural diet and you know from a beginner coming from a standard american diet they're like okay well this is completely off am i gonna get enough nutrients this is crazy but it kind of sounds right and you know sometimes they'll have a little bit of self-doubt but if you can kind of design your feed and design what you see and be around people who are thriving and um, and you see that, it definitely gives you a boost of confidence. So that would probably be my number one thing to awesome. tell people. Yeah. 
how do you deal with cravings? Um, I don't really get them anymore. If I do have a craving, it's it's for fruit most nice. of the time. Um, like you and I just talking about a jackfruit made me crave a jackfruit. But um, <laughs> maybe at the first time, then, if, if you think back to eight years ago, did you did you find that difficult then? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So when you're transitioning, I definitely had some cravings for sure and how I combated that was at the time just I just ate more fruit I would be I would mentally get into a spot where it's just like okay well you don't need that if you are hungry cool you know here's human food eat it you know what I mean so I always say if you're if you're really and truly hungry you know ask yourself would I eat a banana right now or you know and if you would if you say answers yes go eat a banana or eat whatever fruit if the answer is no, then you're not truly hungry. So I just try to kind of, you know, that was my thing back then. And Excellent. Just eat until satisfied, really. <laughs> so let's let's um, just make it clear. Where can people follow you, and what can you do maybe to help people? What what do you have on offer there? Okay, so you can find me on Instagram, and I'm at raw and radiant. That's all one word: R A W A N D. R-A-D-I-A-N-T. So I'm Ron Radiant on there. I'm also on Facebook. Um, I just got a clubhouse. So that's a new app, but I'm going to be doing some discussions over there on like toddler nutrition and vegan toddler. So I'm on clubhouse as well as Ron Radiant. And um, I have some eBooks. I have the 21 Day Radiant Cleanse. That's my um, most popular ebook and it's just a pretty much transitional guide into mm -hmm. the lifestyle where if you want to try it for three weeks, that you could try it and all the, you know, grocery list and things are there. So that's linked on my Instagram as well. And I also offer a raw group. It is a group where I send out a weekly meal plan um, for people who, it's mostly for people who are transitioning. It's not mm -hmm. for anyone who has been raw vegan for years, unless they want like different, you know, recipes or whatever. But it's for a lot of people who want to transition and they just need help with that transition. And it's $9 a month and you get a weekly meal plan. You get, um, I go live every Monday to check in with everybody. You get that as well. And you get a Facebook support group where you can talk to other members who are going through the same thing that you are. And that just kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, mm. uh, surrounding yourself with people who are doing that, you know, making your feed like that. So that's what that is kind of designed to do for people. So that's where that you can find me. And those are just a couple of the things that I offer. That's excellent. That's excellent. So raw and radiant on Instagram. Uh, yeah. So just um, what what would be, what are your kind of plans for the future? You, have you got any anything you can share with us? Um, right now I'm working on another book and the book is focused on, uh, for women, it's focused on how can you eat mostly raw when you're pregnant? Because I did have a hundred percent raw vegan pregnancy as well. We didn't really touch on that too much, but I did have a hundred percent raw vegan pregnancy and I get a lot of questions from women um, and parents in general, like, um, you know, how do I, you know, is this okay and safe while I'm pregnant? What about breastfeeding? When I have my baby, when do they eat? What do they eat? I want them to, you know, be mostly raw, things like that. So the book that I am writing now is addressing nice. all of that pregnancy, breastfeeding, nutrition, and toddler nutrition. Let's talk about that for sure. So you had a hundred percent raw vegan pregnancy, any yeah. issues, any concerns, any challenges? 
Absolutely not. I would say um, I ate a lot more dates <laughs> than I usually do. I had cravings for dates a lot. Um, mm. But no, it was it was a completely normal pregnancy. She was born at five pounds, 18 ounces, and she was um, born without any medication. Wow. I, yeah, I, she had no medication. She was completely vax free. I took, I just took zero pain medication. I had no IV, nothing like that to stay hydrated during labor. I drank uh, coconut water the whole time. So that kept me completely completely hydrated, you know, through 18 hours of, you know, having a baby. And it was completely amazing um, experience to do that like that. And, you know, after I was done, I was just like, oh my God, I did it. I had a raw vegan pregnancy. I I had a birth and it was, um, you know, super great. And did yeah, you, yeah. Uh, yeah, did you, did, did you, or do you take any supplements along with the diet? No, um, I think the most I can consider a supplement is um, I get uh, barley grass juice powder from Daily Green Boost on Instagram. He sends me those, and then sometimes I will put them in my smoothies, but that's not an everyday thing right. at all. It'll be maybe like once, like once or twice a month, but no, no real supplements interesting, at all. Interesting. Yeah. And, and- since the pregnancy, is, does your do you does your child stay on a raw vegan type diet or something a bit different? Or she is very very high raw, so I would put her mm-hmm. about ninety percent raw. Um, and the reason why she's not a hundred percent raw is because she spends a lot of time with her cousins and my parents, and I wanted it to be a little bit easier on them. So right. when she'll have um, a typical day for her, because a lot of people ask me this, and you know, if someone's listening, they might. Um, be asking, well, what does she eat? She eats fruit pretty much all throughout the day, all day, every day. Like she just woke up. She's over here reading a book actually, but she just woke up and had some oranges and dates, Mm. but she'll have fruit all throughout the morning. And, um, she'll have a salad in the evenings as well. And then one or two days a week, if she's at her grandparents' house, she'll add like chickpeas or quinoa Mm -hmm. to that salad. Something that my mother knows how to, you know, create but when she's at home she's completely raw we don't cook oh here, well but so um, kids yeah. i mean kids seem to really respond to fruit really positively all oh, yeah. the time all the time yes they <laughs> um she she loves it you know when she was a baby like i would just you know she would see me eat she would see the watermelon she would see um everything so she just kind of grew up around it and she knows how i you know how we you know how we eat and um and to add to that, she's a competitive gymnast at this point. Oh, uh, she's four years old and they made her and they put her on the competitive team this year or, you know, at four. This is the youngest she could have done it. And um, just for anyone who's thinking, well, you know, a toddler cannot um, thrive on a plant-based diet. They absolutely can. Mm. Her gym owner, the, the, the person who owns her gymnastics gym, they came to my husband and I one day when she was three, she just turned four and they were like, I've owned gymnastics gyms for 40 years and your daughter isn't normal. She's super strong. And I have 12 year olds who can't do what she does on the bar. So she's super strong. And I definitely attribute that to the pregnancy and just how I feed her. So that's, that's fantastic. I, yeah, I, so. I, I really do think that people sometimes think that a raw vegan diet would make a person like your bones would be weaker or your muscles would yeah. be weaker but I, I think it's the opposite I think it's get definitely stronger. the opposite and I just don't understand how people can think that but I mean I guess like you know once you know you're educated you and I are kind of educated on the topic but 
you know, you have to realize, you know, for anyone who's a beginner listening, you really have to realize you're getting more nutrition. Okay, so, um, uh, well, thank you very much for joining us today, Ashley. And um, uh, obviously, wishing you a lot of success in the future. Just to let everyone know, if you want to check out other podcasts, it's the Love Fruit Podcast. You can go to fruitfest.co.uk to learn more and subscribe and uh, follow us there. So, Ashley, what would be like your last kind of words of wisdom and advice for people that are that are listening? Um, I would say don't be scared to do it. Just do it and try to make sure you're hydrated. Make sure you're eating tons of fruit. When you're eating a raw food diet, the basis of a raw food diet is fruit um, and living food. Life promotes life, you guys. So even if you're not going to ever be 100% raw, increase your raw food intake. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you everyone for listening and watching the Love Fruit podcast. Go and follow Ashley at Raw Radiant Health and check out her books and everything else. And uh, we, we look forward to hearing from all of you about your own raw journey. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you. We call you better.